I hate to interrupt a good Dave song, but that's okay. So we're back here on Off Topic here on WRPR 90.3 FM. Uh, dinner has arrived, which is always a good sign. Uh, I love dinner. Okay, yeah. uh, I'm a dinner kind of guy. Man. Should we explain what dinner is this week? Well, yeah, yeah, while yeah. We're away definitely. from Matt. Yeah. All right, so we had the whole dinner situation. Steve felt extremely bad, which he didn't have to about last week. About the, meatball, about, the, about the meatball parm sandwich was, for those who uh, follow our dinner thing. That was a follow up, yeah. Um, and so by the way, starting next week on our Facebook page, you'll be able to see our dinners. We're going to post Ooh, pictures. There we go. There we go. So, um, so last week you felt bad. So we didn't have a real set plan for this week. No, no. You know, we kind of just went. Well, I told you my story about the, uh, the computer thing. So that yeah. kind of like set things back a little bit already. You know right. what I mean? Right. So that set things back. So. I last week ordered chicken rib crib right here. That's right here in Mawa. Fantastic. I and agree. he was like, oh, my God, that's like the best type of chicken ever. So It is good. It is he says, why don't we do chicken rib crib? I'm like, well, let's try Mike's Hot Dog Hut first to see if they're open. They were not. Which I actually got kind of excited about when you said that. Too. I'm a hot dog kind of guy. Yeah, me too. too. So, you know? As long as it's done right. like A good hot dog. See, when it comes to hot dogs, though, are you a Nathan's guy, Hebrew National, Ballpark? You know, all right. There's so many brands of hot dogs out there, and um, it depends on where I go and how they're cooked, like, of what type of Heinz, hot dog it like, is. Isn't there like Heinz uh, hot dogs as well? There's Oscar Mayer. I'm sorry, Oscar Mayer. Yeah, Oscar, Oscar Mayer. Yeah, those are terrible. I don't yeah, like. I'm it. not an Oscar Mayer fan either. I'm not a ballpark. I like guy. the Oscar Mayer Wiener like song though. I don't know. I I love the Oscar Mayer Wiener song because yeah. it's easy to sing along to. You like Oscar Oscar Mayer Wiener? Yeah, I know, right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, so, great, it's a great catchy song. Yeah, it is a very catchy song. But I didn't catch on to the the food though. No, when I as soon as I saw they were making hot dogs, oh, this hot dog has cheese yeah. in it. I'm like, yeah. nah, that's not working for me. And as far as Nathan's go, you mentioned Nathan's. I too. love Nathan's hot dogs. See, I like Nathan's, but only from Coney Island Nathan's. I think that the Nathan's hot dog from Coney Island tastes different from a Nathan's, let's say, in Wyoming. I don't know where you're going with that. We can continue this conversation. First, I think we got to get on the phone, right? Well, we're not rushing this hot dog thing. We'll come well, you know, yeah. Matt will join in on this. Okay, we'll bring Matt in there. We're Joining us right now is our uh, good buddy from BackSportsPage.com, or he's a contributor with BackSportsPage.com. Uh, he's he's going to be a very good contributor here at Off Topic with us um, during the season. I'd like to welcome our good friend Matt Berkson. Matt, how you doing, buddy? How are you doing, gentlemen? Hey, how's it going, Matt? How's it going? Randy Zelli and Steve Span up here with Off Topic with Matt Berkson. Talking too long. Little NFL football and a little bit of everything. And Matt, I know you have to jump in on this and. What is the best hot dog? What is the best hot dog? Uh, let me first figure out the last time I had a hot dog, and then I can secondarily answer the question. Uh, it, it's not is Nathan's. I mean, are we being too cheesy to go right down the middle with Nathan's? No. Mm, see, this is this is what we see now. Steve just said he only could do the Coney Island ones. Where I'm like, just give me any type of Nathan hot dog. Give me the Angus beef hot dog. I'm cool with anything Nathan's. Ballpark, not a fan. If you screw up a hot dog, I want to see you at the class. That's a really bad move by you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, go sit in the corner with a cone on your head. We don't want to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're now at that point, final preseason game of the uh, of this, you know, 2016 football year. And it seems like besides the injuries, we've had more questions than uh, answers which sometimes is a good thing in football and a bad thing on football. What have been your impressions so far of the preseason? Well, it, it, it stinks. You know, the, it, let's start with the, the Bridgewater injury the other day. I'm not a Vikings fan, but I, I honestly felt horrible as a human being. I felt horrible for the Vikings. 
you never want to see that. And now, you know, that's, that, you know, considerably their chances. I mean, they were like an outside Super Bowl candidate, certainly like a playoff-quality team. And now, Sean Hill, how can you count on that? But I think it overall, you know, we're seeing them, the like, starters play less and less in the preseason. So usually I think it's more like college football now where they don't have an exhibition. Those first two to three games, they kind of settle in, and you see teams really get up to speed during the season now. Yeah, com- completely agree, Matt. I, even though tonight uh, a lot of the teams aren't even playing their starters at all. So, uh, I mean, that completely goes along with what you're saying. These these um, preseason games are just falling off the board, you know. And, and it's sad for the person who bought the tickets to go to that game tonight, too, you know. I mean, I, I completely agree with the team aspect of not wanting to start starters because of, obviously, what happens with Bridgewater. I think A.J. had a knee injury the other day, too, as well, A.J. Green. Uh, big, right. you know, big NFL, big wide receiver in the NFL, so... I mean, yeah, we don't want these stars going down. I'm sure the NFL doesn't want to see that either. Totally, totally agree. And what's sad is Bridgewater went down in practice, and, you know, Ben Watson got injured out for the year, and, and John Harbaugh was calling for, like, less preseason games. But honestly, you can see it happens in practice. There's just no way, unfortunately, around it. And hopefully that kind of sports science improves and they can minimize injuries in the future. But for right now, it's just a risk. You, you know, the, the, terrible part, the terrible part about it, Matt, is uh, – uh, yeah, it happened in practice, too, and it was non-contact injuries, too. So it's not even, like, the contact issue now anymore. I mean, they said it was, oh, yeah, let's bring less contact into into the game, uh, into practice. And, I mean, that's not even the issue. Agreed. <laughs> hey, um, You're right, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, I also want to just go with uh, one more without the injury note, and then we're going to move on because I also had another preseason question as far as the Giants were concerned. The Tony Romo situation in Dallas. It's been over, over a week now. Things are settling in over there. Is it time for Dallas to turn page on Tony Romo? I, let's put it this way. They, they should be packing that second parachute. They should not be taking the plane up without it. At this point, I, I would say over the last two or three years, they should have been, had a contingency plan in place. The problem with Dallas is they have rolled their cap money so into the future. They keep could I kind of like putting more money on the credit card. One day it's going to be due in the next few years, like when Romo does retire, and they're going to really get hit and suffer because of it. But the point is they had to plan for this contingency because could would you – I'm a huge fantasy guy, obviously. I was not going to draft Tony Romo this year because I don't think you can count on him even a month ago to go 16 games and play all of them. I mean, do you, do you, do you, would you count on that at this point in his career? Absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they got to have a contingency plan, and Dak Prescott looks like he's got some upside. And listen, it's so hard to get a quarterback, a quality starter. I mean, look at 32 teams do not have one. You know, there's probably a solid dozen that, that wish they could improve big time. So it is very hard to do it. But, yes, I absolutely think that Tech Cowboys should have been planning for the contingency of Tony Romo. Yeah, I think last year they also had a uh, – I mean, that, it should have been a rude awakening last year. I think they, they knew then that they had to start pulling that, you know, planning for that, that second parachute to pull, you know what I mean? And, and I, I don't know. What do you think about Dak Prescott? you think this kid has a, has what it takes? Let's put it this way. He has as much potential as any backup quarterback they've had in a decade. 100%, yeah. You know, so, so yeah, and listen, they're going to roll with him. You know, when you have a guy like this, you know, I, I'm not going to call him Randy Moss, but I'm going to say he's close. And those guys like that, you can throw the ball up. You know, then you've got savvy Jason Witten, who's as veteran as they come, and he knows how to get open. So you kind of just need to get the ball in the area, make some good reads. Now, I'm not saying that's easy to do. And then with their offensive line, he'll have time. Ezekiel Elliott looks like a stud. So it's kind of like they're insulated in a way where there, there is an opportunity to give him success. And we'll see. He's got this raw athletic gifts, that's for sure. We'll see, you know, how smart he is, you know, between the shoulders. Yeah, I like to see personally uh, Dallas. I mean, the game has moved far from just a running game nowadays. More, It's more passing, obviously, with most teams. But in, even so, though, especially with the injury, I like to see Dallas do more like a 60-40 type split. 
in the running way and try to use that running game, the offensive line, the uh, talent of Ezekiel, and hopefully maybe McFadden uh, can come around and contribute a little bit. And, yeah, they can possibly do some, some damage. They have some great weapons, as you said, in, De- in Dez and Jason Witten, too. Right, and if that, if that does emerge and just plays even steady this year, would you be that surprised in the NFC if they won it? No. And I'm not saying won, won it like 12-4, and four, but like 10-6 and six kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Any team could win that division. That, that, te- that, yeah, that division's completely up for grabs. I think Philadelphia is, non- is non-existent. They, sh- they don't, I mean... I, yeah, that's the only team right now that totally looks like they are in full rebuilding mode. But, you know, not for nothing, I'm not, you're a Jet fan, um, Steve, so I'm not trying to be mean about the Jets, but the Jets were considered last year to be in a total rebuilding mode. And they were able to put, and that sometimes could be fool's gold because you can have a good season when you're expecting to be in rebu- rebuilding mode, and then they can be disguised into having that following year thinking that they're this close and it ends up being a disaster. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be careful with that. Um, just to piggyback off, off the, the Cowboy thing, and Matt, feel free to uh, interject if you like on this. A couple of seasons ago, when Dallas made the playoffs, when they lost to Green Bay in the uh, second round, they were successful because their defense was still not a great great defense, but they were able to control the ball. They had a good mix between the running game and the passing game, where, and that offensive line was be able to give them enough time to let DeMarco Murray run up and down the field, and they were able to control the clock. And that was, that's what really gave them a lot of success a couple seasons ago. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that was the game where uh, it has to catch the ball game. Yeah. You know, when in Green Bay, and he dropped. I still think he dropped it. By the way, based on the rules of the NFL. I was going to say, based uh, on the rules of the NFL, he dropped it. But if you ask me, yeah. those rules should be changed. That should have been a catch. Yeah. No, there's plenty of rules that should be changed. Yeah, of course, of course, you're right. Um, Matt, Gi- Giants fans are up in arms right now. They're saying that the Giants' office in the, in the 12 possessions that uh, Eli Manning has had so far, the team has not looked solid. Do the Giants fans have anything to really worry about, or is this just a product of preseason? Well, we've talked privately uh, many times. I think as long as Reese is GM, they have a lot to be worried about. <laughs> but that's a whole other conversation if you want to get into it. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Anytime you don't show well in the preseason, I think there's mild concern. It's not about winning because, again, we just established that the starters don't play a majority of games. So you're mm. back up determining victories. But when they do get in there, it's ones versus ones. You'd like to see some progress. But, you know, listen, they're going to put points. They're going to score. Uh, I-, I don't know how smooth they should be worried. But listen, you know who else is struggling? The Saints. They have not looked good on offense either with the ones. And do you really think that they're not going to be putting up points during the season? You know. But again, I think it may take like that first quarter of the season before they get rolling, uh, and we'll see. I mean, this is the same offense, but you have a new head coach, and you never know what the adjustments are there. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think uh, there's a lot of other teams too as well. Uh, the Saints, I, I definitely agree, Matt. You know, they're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna have their struggles. They have, they have had their struggles in the preseason. I think. Unlike you, though, it might carry more so into the offseason. I think Drew Brees is on his last leg over there. I'm not sure how much more he can really, really endure, you know, as, as a, a start over there. I mean, maybe. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see on that. I, I agree with you. He's certainly ending the, going to the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. But he still put up great numbers last year. No, you know? yeah. and, the, and the weird thing about the Saints is they're great at home, and on the road, it's like they're like Jekyll and Hyde. They go to pieces on the road. So I, they have not figured that out. It's just one of these hex things, like in the 80s, when yeah. the Jets kept beating the Dolphins, even the Dolphins were far superior. It's like the road is just Achilles' heel. They, hey, you know, it's, that, it's that, that home crowd that they have over there. It's, it's, they're nuts, you know, and that dome, they're loud, they're crazy. I, I guess they just get, they, these guys get amped. But, uh, yeah, you know, if they could play every game home, then, yeah, they'd be a, a fantastic team. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen for them, though. So we'll see what happens this year for going forward with them, you know? 
Amen. And uh, what about your Seahawks? What about them, my friend? Nice topic you brought up there. I love it. <laughs> let's jump in. All right, let's let's do it. No, no more, uh, no more beast mode. Huh? Yeah, but that that's hey, listen. It sucks. He was a special player. I honestly, you know, I mean, think of some of the runs he had. Uh, he's going to be missed. But let's put it this way: the second half of last year, they didn't have him, and then they had Rawls, who played for essentially a month. Then they didn't have him, and Russell Wilson put up ooh, just legendary numbers. Had the greatest like second. He was actually, if he took his second half, he was right up there with Cam Newton in terms of productivity. So I think that that's going to be the way they're going to evolve. They still have a great defense, but the key to their team is 100% offensive line. Um, they basically have uh, almost a brand-new offensive line because they've shifted guys around. So if that doesn't gel, that's going to be uh, their problem this season. And they obviously have their home crowd, too. <laughs> We're talking about New Orleans. Let's face it, they have one of the best home crowds in the, in the league. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I've been up there a few times, including two championship games to see live, and it's just some of the best sporting events I've ever been to. It's a pleasure. Um, what teams do you think are going to surprise you this year about how good or how, how bad they're going to be? Uh, how, how good or bad? Well, bad teams are fun to talk about. I'll talk about a good team A good team first. Um, I think a team like the Titans could surprise, to be honest. Yes, I, and I think I said yeah, that last yeah, week, too, yeah, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We had Brady Quinn with us last week, and I said the Brady – it was Brady or Chris. I said one of them. I was like the Titans – because of um, Mariota, and they have um, you know, Murray, and they have some good Derrick Henry they drafted. They have Murray. I mean, they have a, a good good backfield back there that can yeah, you know, platoon and do something really special. And then, like you said, Mariota. I mean, that kid, uh, you know, I heard he put on some pounds. Uh, which I heard it was the right pounds, though. Exactly. He, he got was the right pounds. He put on some pounds, <laughs> and he got faster at the same time, which is, you know, that's it's really not easy to do. I, I also realized how bad that sounded. Oh, he put some good pounds on. <laughs> that's really good that sounded, pounds. It was a really good pounds he just put on. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he, he put on those good pounds. <laughs> that's how we... I keep trying to say that every time I eat barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good but justification. Babe, yeah, babe, It's good pounds. Exactly. Trust me. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 60 pounds at least. <laughs> yeah. where, where do we get barbecue at over there, Matt? Oh, in, in Manhattan? Listen, we're, we're, we're certainly not the south like Texas or something like that, but um, for brisket in Manhattan, Mighty Quinn's is pretty good. I was about to say, Dallas, they don't pay me. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. They should pay me. Mighty Quinn's is pretty good. I was going to say, we have a Mighty Quinn's over here by May, actually. Mighty so. Quinn's. Yeah, and I go there religiously, like probably like at least four times a week. <laughs> where, is where is that Mighty Quinn's? Oh, it's in Clifton on Route 3. Oh, where, okay. Where is it? In Clifton on Route 3. Yeah, where is it by? Uh, there's a Friday. There's a big shopping center. A oh, okay. So it's, oh, it's in there. the... Um, in that shopping. By oh, okay. Tic Diner. Tic Tac Diner. And what's in there? A good barbecue? A good barbecue place, yeah. It's Mighty Quinn's. Oh, I, think, I think I'm going there this weekend. Oh, yeah. I, I love me some barbecue. I've been wanting to bring that for food, but it's just too far. Yeah, that's too far. It's, it's the complete opposite direction. We can do that because it's not too far from me because I just have to drive down Route 3. Matt, we have to get you in the studio. That's what we'll do. We have to get Matt in Matt, there. we're going to have to free up a Thursday night, come in the studio, join in our, like, our, our food thing before we eat. And we'll do we'll do barbecue. We'll do brisket. We'll do the uh, what? They have the ribs there. Yeah, well, they have ribs and you know, obviously uh, the, the burnt ends is one of the best things. Yeah, I, you know, we're, 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 food, we're food connoisseurs on this show. Have you had the burnt ends yet, Matt? I, I have not had, but now believe it or not, I am not a burnt ends fan. Okay, all, all right. right, all right. You know, I like my meat tender, That's juicy. I want that middle. They, they, they do. Ha- they do have the yeah. best brisket, though, man. Honestly, it is so juicy. Yeah. Always tender, fantastic taste. Every single time I hear the word brisket, I still think of like Passover dinner. Like, hey, hey, pass the brisket, hey. It's getting out of hand. Um, so, Matt, also, you know, the only couple of, a couple more football questions for you. Um, 
you know, you talked about we talked about uh, the Cincinnati Bengals before. The loss they had against Pittsburgh last year in the playoffs. Is there a real like mental recovery from that? It seems like sometimes those are the types of losses that hangs over a team and their future and a coach. Like if you look at the Giants having the Super Bowl loss against the Ravens, it never seemed the team never seemed to recover from that until Eli Manning got there. So does that type of loss hang over a franchise like that? Uh, I, I do think so normally, but uh, we got to take even a further step back. With the Bengals, I think they have an inherent problem, uh, and that is Marvin Lewis is an okay coach, but he's not a Super Bowl championship coach. Okay, that's and fair. Whatever's going on in there, they continue to get guys. They, I think they lead the league in like uh, suspensions and arrests over the past decade, and there is some sort of mentality or atmosphere in that locker room where they always smell down. That game was one of the great chokes in the past decade of games. Yeah. You really watch it again. The penalties that were talked, the drop balls, the fumbles. I, the game was there for them to take. And they, they, they dropped the ball. And I just think that that's kind of a metaphor for how it's been going for them. To me, the reason why not to expand the playoff field, which they're going to do, are teams like Cincinnati, who you know are not going to win that first-round game. They just can't get over that hump. So you could say the loss will sting, but it's an inherent problem that's been going on for like five to six years right now, I think. Is there an NFC team that, that has that same type of uh, feeling? It might be the Cowboys. They can't get over the home. Well, listen, I don't think Romo's ever winning a Super Bowl, but I do think he's a good quarterback, but, I, you know, he's just one of those guys he's going to take a, he's a lightning rod. And, you're, and I just think, you know, he's going to take the blame for that team when I actually think Jerry Jones is a bigger problem. That's, uh, again, another conversation. But, yeah, you're right. The Cowboys cannot can't get the team to get even a second win in the playoffs. Get to that championship game. Forget the Super Bowl. And, and how many playoff games has Romo won in his entire career? Yeah, I think it's like, it's like two, two or three. And yeah, something like that. And the question for you, is Eli Manning underrated or overrated? Uh, uh, I think he's a very good quarterback, and if you said, if you, said you have to choose one, I would say overrated. Uh, and I go back to, you know, people say, well, he has two Super Bowls. But realistically, you know, I, I keep saying, if you, if in the prime of his career, if you switch places with Peyton, when Peyton was on the Colts, would the Colts have any Super Bowl? I don't think so. I think that team under a Corsi, the guys that he drafted, created an unbelievable bubble around Eli. He's a very good quarterback, and he makes some amazing throws. But, like, the Tyree catch, that's just, like, unheard of. And they don't win without that catch. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, think, I, I tend to, to think that it was more of the team around him. Not that he was a problem and he had some great games. I, I'm not saying that we're looking at this guy against Brian Hoyer. He's a very good quarterback, but I don't think he's elite. And, and, and I'm not saying he's overrated, but if you had to choose one, I would say overrated. I think he won his first Super Bowl. He was a, you know, he was a good game manager while the defense dominated the Patriots. They shut down that unbelievable offense. I think the the second Super Bowl, he won that Super Bowl for them. And I think that's that's the best way. To, the defense was very good, and obviously Ahmad Bradshaw wanted to stop on the one-yard line to, to, uh, to just run out the clock. Right, but, right. but but I think um, I don't think Eli gets the love that he deserves, and I think there's some quarterbacks that get too much love, like Aaron Rodgers. But that is another conversation for another time. <laughs> <laughs> because I think Aaron Rodgers is a little overrated, but we'll, we'll get into that at a, little, at a later point. 